Hi there. Uh, welcome to Bubble Slash Christmas. Uh, this is uh, uh, the 18th day of December, and so we're uh, recording another uh, podcast slash video here for you. Uh, again, uh, as with yesterday, I don't have anybody with me. It's just me. Uh, I want to give you a Bible slash Christmas from Joseph's perspective. Uh, what was it like being Joseph? I want you to think about this for a minute. I, I think we sometimes... Um, read too quickly when we read the scripture. But if you think about Joseph's experience of uh, the birth of his son, Jesus, it's a crazy thing that he has to endure. Uh, Think about this for a minute. His uh, fiance is found to be pregnant. So obviously there's some deep concern there. He's worried and he's going to put her away. There's a lot of shame associated with that. And then if you think about what happens after that, he has a dream and in the dream, the angel tells him she, it's not that it's, it's not what you think it is. It's actually in in Matthew chapter two, we find out that the the angel tells him it's actually the Messiah who's going to be born. And so Joseph knows that this is his, now his blessing, his responsibility to care for uh, this woman and the baby who's coming. And so now he actually takes her as his wife. So you have a pregnant woman marrying Joseph. He takes her as his wife, probably a little bit earlier than they probably should have been. They were, they, they probably hurried that along. So you have him doing something that would have been essentially shameful, uh, for the culture. His, his betrothed is found to be pregnant. He still marries her anyway. Uh, it's a shameful thing probably for him and for his family and for her and for her family. And now you have him married to a, a woman who he's now, uh, it actually says in, in Matthew that he keeps her as a virgin. He's not allowed to have normal marital relationships uh, with with her. And so now here they are, they're married, and he is taking care of her, but he's still, in, in one sense, like still a single guy. Uh, he's waiting. And then that he waits the entire time through her uh, labor, uh, through her entire pregnancy, labor, and delivery, and the baby's born. Now, if you think about this, it's, it's incredibly challenging for Joseph. He is now the father and caregiver of the Messiah. He has this responsibility that he's carrying around. He's also caring for his wife. And all of that is happening in the context of a ton of shame, all during which he's married to someone who he can't uh, be with. And so all of these things are taking place in his life. It's incredibly difficult. And then he has to live with the burden of that shame. So the entire town, there's probably 300 people who lived in Nazareth at that time. Everyone knew uh, Mary and Joseph. Everyone knew the stories of what had happened. In fact, later on in Christ's ministry, they say we were conceived, the, the Pharisees mock him and say we were conceived uh, with, with both parents. In other words, they understood that he had come uh, from less than you know, uh, auspicious background. And and so you have uh, Joseph still facing the difficulties of that. And then if you think about it, he's supporting them. Now now Jesus is born. Now he's taking care of them and supporting them, which is good. He's doing his, his, his duty by them. But then uh, he's fleeing. So everyone wants to kill his son. So now he's got to run back and forth. He's not able to settle down, uh, keep his, his carpentry practice going. He's running back and forth all across, essentially from, uh, from Nazareth all the way down to Egypt and then back again, trying to get away from Pharaoh. All of this is being done with dreams. He's not sure where he's going anytime. He's just directed in certain places by angels. He's trying to protect his son, and obviously it's it's challenging, and yet he's still running around doing those things. And then you find out later that he he actually is gone. He never shows up again later in the narratives uh, after the story of Christ in the temple at the age of 13. He never, he never shows up again. He, he just disappears off the scene. So what, what do we think about this guy? Well, he must have been a faithful man. 
Uh, he was willing to do all of these things. He obeyed God. Uh, there's not really any pushback from him. He isn't a main character in the story, and yet he is an incredibly important guy. He, he trains his son to be a carpenter. He raises him in the family business. He protects Jesus throughout his early life. He protects his wife throughout their early life together. And then you have him uh, running back and forth across the Middle East, keeping Jesus safe, uh, disrupting his life in, in a ton of different ways, and then he passes off the scene when Jesus is about 13. So it's actually an amazing picture of just God's faithfulness to this man. Joseph probably wasn't a special guy in any way. He was just a Jewish man who was a carpenter, and he was trying to take care of his family in the way that he knew was right. But what does that tell us? Well, it tells us a couple things. Number one, it tells us just how important Jesus really was. Joseph had these responsibilities. This is what he needed to do, and he does it. He actually fulfills his duty to his wife and to his son, and ultimately to God. He, he does the right thing. He, it also tells us something fascinating about Christ as well, that when Jesus comes into the world, he comes in incredibly humble ways. Because he's born to a virgin, he now is shamed, and Joseph would have carried that shame for his entire life. There probably was never a time when there weren't people who whispered about who Joseph was and where uh, Jesus had come from, and, and there were people who probably thought the worst, even though they were told, I'm sure, by Joseph and by others, that Jesus had come uh, from the Holy Spirit, It's it, he was never really probably free of that stigma in his life. But think about this for a minute. He also had the most amazing privilege as a dad. He raised Christ. He cared for him. He trained him to be a, a carpenter, but he raised the Son of God in his own. So it's an incredible privilege, and with it comes incredible pain and responsibility. Uh, the hardships that Joseph must have faced would have been incredibly difficult. And yet, he had the privilege of being uh, the earthly father to Jesus. So, this is true for us as well, isn't it? I mean, that's our life. Uh, being a Christian comes with difficulties and disruptions and pains. We often don't get the things that we want, uh, and we often carry the shame that is associated with Christ. In fact, Paul says that about all Christians in 2 Timothy 2.13. He says, everyone who desires to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And so here we have a situation where we also follow in his footsteps. But Jesus is worth it, isn't he? The beauty of the entrance of the Son of God into the into the world and our participation with him is worth the pain and the disruption that we find ourselves in, in situations where we, uh, where we have to suffer for the sake of Christ. And so Joseph is a good example for us. He's a good example for us of humility, of obedience, and also of a willingness uh, to make Jesus the most important thing in our lives, and even sometimes to suffer shame in situations that we don't uh, particularly appreciate. So I hope that's helpful for you. Next time you see a manger scene and next time you read the Christmas story, just remind yourself, Joseph's life was incredibly difficult. And during these years, it would have been massively hard and challenging. And yet uh, that's true for all Christians. And we are called to follow in the footsteps of Christ in humility, suffering shame for the sake of our Savior who we love. I hope that's helpful for you. If you have questions on this or any other topic, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.